You are listening to Spirits, Oddities, and Mysteries. Because no good podcast starts with a salad. Hello, lover. Hello, darling. with a very exciting episode planned for you guys. But mm. before we get into any of that, we want to apologize in advance for, well, I guess not in advance. We want to retroactively apologize for the extended delay between the last episode and this one. My beautiful lover has had... Hey, you know what? Also, this episode is brought to you by the letter L and the number three. L is for laryngitis and three is for how many times I've had it since fall hit. Yes, it's uh, it's been interesting. Obviously, we had busy stuff going on with the holidays. All the time we had set aside prepped for recording, she literally had no voice. I actually still have quite a... Um, you can hear the raspiness. A raspy. I, I, it's a sexy raspy now. It's not quite your Tara Reid voice. No. I love her Tara Reid voice. <laughs> it's but, not uh, quite there. But it is not my normal voice. It's a lot more of a voice than I've had, though, for the last uh, couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm happy to have it. But we are going to make it up to you. That is a promise. We are going to be probably not during Christmas uploading extra episodes, but we're going to be recording quite a few extra episodes. We have prepped and planned since we haven't been able to record and we will be putting out extra episodes to make up for your lull in episodes. So coming soon. It was no fun for you to be deprived of us. And it was no fun for me to be dead on the couch. We have missed you guys. <laughs> we have a lot. And I have tons of good, awesome things planned for the near future for episodes. Because one good thing about being down with a cold or any sickness is the time spent on the couch binge watching anything creepy mysterious or well downright terrifying <laughs> so i will be bringing you many amazing things because that's what i could do while i was sick why don't you go ahead and let our samsonites know what beverage you have prepared for us Ooh, that sounds fantastic because i went ahead and found a bottle of the Kraken Black Spiced Rum. I don't know if y'all have seen this bottle, but it looks like it fell straight off the side of a pirate ship. So I was pretty excited when I saw it. It is pretty cool. I've had it in my hand a few times for the show and I, I'll get that next time. Then she went and picked it up. Well, you know, I was, I was in the aisle and I was like, what drink are we going to have tonight? And I saw the bottle. I'm like, I want this, but what? How do how do I make it? What do I? Where did you find this recipe? I I literally typed in the Kraken Black <laughs> Spiced Rum recipes, 
And I found one called A Dark Stormy Night. It is pretty cool. It's one of those layered drinks. Yes. And I felt like a badass pouring it because the bottom half is ginger beer and a squeezed lime. And then you use a spoon and you pour the black rum on top of it. So it's all separated and we took several cool pictures of it with our jack skellington that we will be uh, posting on our facebook page so you can check it out it looks pretty cool but it does say the kraken is rum from the caribbean blended with natural flavor named for a sea beast of myth and legend the kraken rum is strong rich Black and smooth. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> All I've been trying to do is think of the 15 different butt crack jokes that I have on the tip of my tongue, but I can't form into a, a single solid good joke. Then. That's all right, because, you know. It... My Kraken showing now. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw all of our kids' eyes roll. I know. Oh, my goodness. Well... As we roll into the Christmas season that's coming way too fast, unless you have any other topics, I'm going to jump into mine because, well... Jump on in. In in the season of everything Russian. Russian? Not Russian. Was there some meddling going on here? <laughs> All right. Today, I'm going to talk about a perplexing murder Ooh. yeah so william herbert wallace why do i know this name maybe you i might have heard of this one keep going keep going yeah i don't know this this sounds (laughs) way too familiar um so monday 19th of january 1931 william a married man was at his weekly chess club meeting in Liverpool. Well, admittedly, he was not the best chess player in the world. He was in it more for the social aspect of it all. He was in it for the bitches. Oh, my Lord. Well, <laughs> did I just say he was a married man? About 25 minutes after he got there, the person who was in charge of the chess club came up to him and informed him that he had a message that someone telephoned before he arrived and left for him. He thought this kind of strange. Who's calling me? (laughs) (laughs) This little joke. (laughs) (laughs) uh, One of our good buddies, Nate... We uh, spent the night at his house when he first came back from the military, and he was essentially, like, we were the only people that knew he was here, like, we were hanging out. We ended up staying late, we had some drinks, we woke up the next day, and we were, like, planning to go get breakfast or whatever, (laughs) his phone rings, He looks at his phone and he's like, who's calling me? (laughs) Both of us were like, what? He's like, everybody I know is here right now. (laughs) It was awesome. Now every time we hear the the words who's calling or the phone rings, we're like, who's calling me? Love it. Uh, Well, 
basically he did that but the call came before it came so who's leaving me a message it still applies <laughs> yes, who's calling totally, me yes. like whoa, whoa what do you mean i have a message <laughs> yes exactly he was like what the hell well the message read that he was supposed to meet a r m qualtro at his home at 25 men love gardens east in Liverpool at 7.30 the next day. This sounds like one of like the best days of my life. I would kill to have a random message from somebody I don't know leaving me an address to meet them at. This sounds awesome. Oh, no. Me? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm 100% down for this. <laughs> but... Adventure. He was like, I don't know him, Mr. Quadro. I, I just... What? What? And he he made a big scene at the chess thing because he was like, who is this? Where is this? I don't even know what this is. So he was doing the Nate in his own way. Yes. Oh, who is called? <laughs> I don't know a Qualdro. Who is this Qualdro? However strange this was, he still felt obligated to go. So the following day. Who wouldn't? You oh, have no, to yeah, go. There's so much mystery and intrigue going on right now. So once he got off work the next day, he went, went, (laughs) (laughs) he went out there, but he was unfamiliar with the area. So he, uh, once he was near, I hope he was packing heat, men love gardens, which I love that men Men love Love gardens. Gardens. Yeah. That's like the name of the town. (laughs) No, that's the road. Men love gardens East is where he's supposed to go. Well, woman makes sandwiches in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord, I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> well, once he got to Menlove Gardens, he found a north, a west, a south, but there was no east. And he walked around this area, coming up to anybody who would listen to him, being like, "I'm not from around here." Where is Menlove Gardens East? Up there, oh like, why are you gosh. talking like this? I'm pretty sure that's exactly <laughs> how he was talking. He even went to the police officers in the area when they were walking their beat. Why does this sound like a Bart Simpson's prank? Okay. <laughs> Where is Menlove's Gardens East? <laughs> Seymour Butts told me to meet him here. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> So he's coming up to the police officers in the area and he's like, where's Menloff's Gardens East? And they're like, well, I've never heard of it. And he tries going to the post office and using their directory to call, but they don't have a directory. And What? I know. Weird, right? <laughs> so he, he goes through all of these things and he spends a good 45 minutes looking for Mr. Qualdrof. There's an F now? It's Qualdrof? Qualdro? Qualdrof? Qualdrof. Qualdrof. Q U A L T R O U G H. Qualdro? Quattro? Quattro? I have no idea. Carry <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> Welcome to my life. I actually even heard it said like 30 times and I still don't even understand what the people said. So he did go around. He was determined. Uh, he called the address 25 on. Uh, Men Love Garden, West, North, and South, thinking maybe the person who gave him the address was like, I wrote down the wrong letter. Man, this person's voice keeps changing. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's all still him. 
Believe me, he talks like this. All right. (laughs) After a good 45 minutes of announcing he wasn't from the area and doing all this, he gave up and he headed back home. Upon arrival home, when he tried to enter through the front door, it was locked and he couldn't get it open. (laughs) And his wife was home, so he was knocking on the door. Oh, I thought these people were just like in his house waiting for him. (laughs) Send him on a wild goose chase. (laughs) That's awesome. We live here now. Front door wouldn't open. Jiggled it knocked his wife didn't answer so he went around to the back door she was probably in the kitchen making a sandwich once again i will cut you (laughs) once he was at the back door that also was locked and he couldn't get in coming back to the front of the house trying to get in his neighbors at this point were like wait his wife didn't let him in the back door no his his wife wasn't answering the door she would not let him in the back door how rude (laughs) i will cut you so hard (laughs) and at this point his neighbors were looking and they're like what is he doing he's gone front door back door front door keep your mouth shut (laughs) keep your mouth shut never go back to the front door (laughs) never but they came out to see what was going on and he said that he was trying to get into his house however he couldn't get the door to open and as he went to show him that he couldn't get the door to open it opened weird so the neighbors stayed outside so the neighbors were able to get in the back door no we were at the front door and he was able to open the front door okay okay get your head out the gutter what gutter I'm trying to follow the door scenario here uh huh well He goes in and they can hear him kind of moving around from outside. And then he calls to them and says, they finished her. Look at her brains. They finished her? After all that front door, back door? Oh my Lord. You really went there? It's a quote. It actually (laughs) happened, people. Are you sure this wasn't on Pornhub? (laughs) Where did you find this story? (laughs) They finished her. Her brains, that one doesn't really fit. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh, this is horrible. This poor woman's dead and we're... You're backdooring it up, apparently. In my defense, <laughs> when I was making my hilarious You didn't jokes, know the wife was dead inside. I, was. I just put two and two together now. It's my story. Someone's always dead. That's true. And I sound like a pubescent boy at the moment. Goodness gracious. All right. So, sadly... Julia, his wife, was dead in the house. She had been hit in the head with a blunt object repeatedly. There was blood splatter that went all the way up to seven feet high on the walls. Now, obviously, the husband was questioned first. Obviously. Because the husband always done it. Well... After he had been questioned and they, they looked into his timeline of being lost. He didn't know where he was going. And they called around and they talked to the man who ran the chess club. And he said that the phone call that came, the prank call, basically, because there was no house that he was actually going to, could not have been William. Because he knows William's voice. Oh, there's a real William? Well, William is... Oh, that's the guy. Yeah. 
Wait, who must? I'm lost. What? As the police were questioning everybody who was involved, they questioned the man who ran the chess club because he yeah. gave him the message. And they were like, did William call you and leave a message for himself? So then he oh, have a, I get it. All right. Alibi. All right. An alibi. Yeah. And he's like, no, I know his voice. No matter what, it was not him. All right. That seems a little definitive, but I'll carry on. I'll. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that you could possibly know that if I was like talking <laughs> in a fake voice. But all right. Yeah. Well, he was pretty damn sure that it was not his buddy. Oh, William. I would like to leave a message for Mr. William. <laughs> would I, you know that's me? Well, only. Well, you I would know, know that. <laughs> Mr. William needs to come to this area where he will meet Bendover. Bendover. Uh, well, it is on East West Christmas Tree. <laughs> men love gardens. Men love gardens east, not west, north, or south. It is men love gardens east, specifically east, because it does not exist. <laughs> You know how he says he only can do one accent? That uh, is my only accent. That's it. And sometimes it's questionable because it digresses into something really weird. But he did really good there. I, I only actually have the customer service voice, but if I have to go outside that, then I run out of things to say and it no longer sounds like the right accent. If you would like to fix your TV, please press dial one. Oh my lord. I love you. Uh, so, also... <laughs> Hello, my name is Steve. I would like you to unplug your TV and plug it back in. And we've lost all of our listeners in India. I would delete that part, but I don't think we have any listeners in India yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think they would be very approving of my voice. And I digress. <laughs> Another way that they tried to check his alibi was they had a, a new police officer who was on the force so he was very young and they timed him to see if he could make it from the home to the address that William asked the police officer what time it was and if he knew where he was going well for if he knew where that address was yeah that's a he's definitely got an alibi because he was literally talking to the police yeah well near east west north men love garden Exactly. In front doors and back doors. So they had a a very young, like 20-some-year-old police officer make it from the house to there in enough time. However, the 52-year-old William probably couldn't make it to this location as quickly as he did. And it's not even in enough time quote unquote like it takes time to kill somebody too right like well they're saying from the time of death to that okay but then he has to like jet it out of the house not be seen by any of his neighbors going into the house and then like locking all the doors and then somehow unlocking the door well i guess he could have faked that part pretended like it was locked. i mean when he tried to open the door in front of people it opened right up Right, but that's what I'm saying. That would he could have pretended like it was still locked, or I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. Why would he pretend? I guess that would make sense. So the neighbors see you. Why wouldn't he just lock it then? I, I mean, there's a. I'm lot intrigued. Of, there's keep a going. lot of yeah, weird keep stuff going. going I, on I like here. it. I like All it. Right. I would so, like to hear more. <laughs> right, we got more. Another problem with this whole scenario is his Macintosh rain jacket. I like that. I'm gonna. I want a Macintosh rain jacket. A computer? N- no. 
It's like those like tan jackets. Like the trench coats for detectives? Yeah, like, yeah, but like a Like fancy. my Burberry one? Yeah. All right. All right. Well. Please hold. I'm out of booze. Oh. Well, welcome to the Kraken. Come and reach for it. I have received my booze. Please continue. All right. So his Macintosh coat was found under her dead body, soaked in blood. Well, part of the problem with this is he was seen leaving the house in the morning wearing that coat. That is a problem. A big problem. He's guilty. Well, he claims that he came home for lunch. All right. Took it off, and I'm he didn't. Sold. He's innocent. He didn't need it after lunch because there was it wasn't cold. Nice and it, yep. yeah, nope. it was I live in Chicago. That's possible. Totally. Arizona too. So he claims he he left it there, and he thought it was very bizarre that it was under his dead wife's blood-soaked body. That is bizarre. But he had no other explanation for this. Well, he wasn't wearing it, and clearly innocent. Clearly. The police say that whoever killed her had to have been soaked in blood. And he wasn't. And, you know, they, they kind of think that he got naked and put on that trench coat and killed his wife and then left. They the weren't good coat. enough to look for blood splatter back then because those patterns would tell them if that was the case. If it was him? No. They yeah. would know if he was wearing the coat at the time of the murder. Uh, yeah, well, so there would be like I mean, splatter and then there would be soaked blood and if he used the right, soaked blood to like make up for the splatter this is also 1931 right that's what I'm saying were they not good enough back then to do blood when did blood I, splatter I mean, experts become a thing I, I don't know but I mean they weren't like super definitive alright I'm just saying I'm trying to solve this case I too but i'm saying that, that there's not quite enough of that evidence like there's no picture of the blood soaked jacket right. that i could find on so the so internet. far to recap the evidence he was at a chess club received a mysterious phone call from somebody who did not exist so far he went to an address that did not exist so far he spoke to the police in that area asking for this address he called a bunch of people to see if they were the correct homes he then went back to his home where his doors were locked Entered the home in front of his neighbors, found his wife. She was dead on his coat. Yes. And then he was wearing the coat earlier in the day, but says he took it off for lunch. Correct. Awesome. We're caught up. He's guilty. All right. No, he's innocent. I forgot. He took off the coat. He's innocent. He took off the coat. I mean, at least he's got a good case for himself. However, when they Uh interviewed the maid, she said that the fire poker was missing from the household. Dun, dun, dun. And that would have matched the blunt force trauma that splattered Julia's brains across. Solves nothing unless they find it, but that right. is the murder weapon. Sounds like it. All right. So it sounds like that's it. Well, with this evidence. We've got the where. We've got the what. We just need to know the Ooh. who. Do we have to pay money to say that? Oh, no. It's Clue. Now I have to pay money. Now you do. <laughs> I was thinking of who the game where you like hit the thing or whatever i don't know but um, no i was thinking of clue but mixed it up with the name who is there a game called who i think that's called the owl game Ooh. <laughs> no i don't think the who it's i mean you know what there's probably a game called who somebody in this room is an undercover owl who <gasps> <laughs> that was so lame and i love it 
Did that actually just work? <laughs> Did you actually just say that, like, for real? No. Okay. I was like, what? Oh, no. I saw it on Facebook. I it was did, funny. Too. It was a shark's head. Anyways, he was actually brought to trial on this. Of course he was. Well, he was found guilty. What? On, on what grounds? Circumstantial evidence. Well, that's not, like, that's what a lawyer says why you can't put him in jail. Well... Uh, they they send it They literally say that's circumstantial evidence that won't hold up. Right. Well it de- What's the circumstantial evidence? He lives there? When he was in trial. Alright. He showed no emotion, no shock, no surprise. Well now they know better to, to judge somebody by that. Everybody handles death differently. They can't use that against you. Well, that was enough to sentence him. I'm getting this guy out of prison. Where is he? Se- well, you know what? He was sentenced to death by hanging what they hung the dude with circumstantial evidence or just the theory nah his lawyer took out an appeal and he said that it's circumstantial evidence no real evidence was brought to trial and they convicted him on nothing circumstantial evidence so they got him off and they have still to this day never found anybody else better for the case well, they never, that's what drives me nuts about these situations is like, who, do you have any other suspects? Did they look at anybody else? Did they? They did say that there was a couple kind of shady friends that he had that could have possibly either been Man, they just, they sucked back for, then. Uh, seriously. <laughs> they were like, well, they, they could have been doing it for him because he was an insurance salesman and maybe he had a policy and he Well, did they? Like, <laughs> But no, there that's was, easy to find out. But there, there's no like solid theories. There was no further research into this, and it drives me absolutely nuts because there's all this like drama leading up to it with like, where am I? I'm in the middle of somewhere I don't know. Everyone know that I'm right here, so you know I didn't kill my wife. I mean, he was looking for an address and a mysterious. Like, so was that a prank? Circumstance. Or was that a setup for a hit on his wife so he could collect insurance? Was it he killed his wife and wanted an alibi? I, I really feel like the whole point was to not be where his wife was murdered when she was murdered. So if he was involved and if he knew she was going to be murdered, I don't believe that he killed her. I believe he stayed there until and she was dead. The, was like, oh. And they were like, no, 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 he could have made it. They probably screwed up the time of death. And he was like, no, I created an alibi for this. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's bizarre. Or they might have even like skewed the timeline just so they could put it on him because they thought it was him. I mean, but apparently the cop was like running his ass off to get there. Right. And that just doesn't line up. You, Everything would have to go perfectly, and, and then nobody would, would probably see you. be like, "Yeah, I saw him booking ass yeah. <laughs> down Main Street, like he was on fire." <laughs> yeah, that, that I find it unlikely that he physically killed his wife in this scenario. I think it's possible that he was involved, but there's, I think it's also possible he wasn't involved because there's no reason, there's no motive, so, there's no what they. It never, was the 1930s, and they just did so little. Like I just want them to be like update we found the guy just I mean, like our show the other day he's like on a oxygen mask like i lived my life arrest me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was, there was a 
TV show where they solved like I think it's called Cold Case Files. Yeah. And they solved this murder a cold that took case. place. It was 27 years later, and it was two brothers that committed the crime. You guys have probably seen it if you watch this stuff. Yeah. At the end of the episode, he finally gets the warrant to go arrest this guy, and he's I don't know like 60, 70s old. I don't I don't know how old he is. They don't really show his face, but he's got a breathing apparatus and he's like can't really stand up and like did you know i'd be coming for you and he's like yeah i guess yeah eventually <laughs> he's like yeah you know what you Whatever. didn't come right away so free medical for me now oh well, well. he like he, he oh i really feel like the american justice system was successful <laughs> he was so excited <laughs> was about so, like the dude lived his whole good life out of prison after murdering somebody and is going to go to jail for his, like, dying years. I think he Maybe he's going to go round. there and, like, get buff and shit. I, I, I think he's going to go there and die. But he did die two years later. Natural, what? Natural causes. But, yeah, so he, he didn't he didn't live outlive his wife that far, but uh, he died pretty quickly after his wife died. All that work to murder your wife and get away with it and you die two years later uh-huh. seems not even worth it. It's never worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord help me. Uh, <laughs> what do you got for me tonight? All right. So the the topic that I'm going to cover is something that it really is a, kind of an axiom from which I often refer, uh, I often like think from and I have never explained it to you guys yet. I told you in an earlier episode I would tell you guys about it, but ultimately, until I tell you guys about it, it makes it harder for me to cover other topics that make me think like this. I- I've mentioned it before, I think in the first or second episode. That you were dropped on your head as a child? I was, yes. Uh, behind the couch and yeah. surrounded by box elder bugs. Oh, that's not what the topic is? No. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, no, that did happen. <laughs> oh, I know it did, but... I remembered that. I was like... <laughs> Less than two. No, I think I was less than one because it was before we moved to our new house and my, nobody told me this happened. And then I I just had this weird memory and I was like, is this true? Did this actually happen? Like, because I couldn't get up. I couldn't crawl. I didn't like know what to do. I just looked around and I saw all these box other bugs. Oh, no, it was. So I must have been like between one and two because it was right after we moved into the new house because we had a big oak tree outside or box cellar bug tree whatever they are and older windows older house so everything was kind of creeping in and there was like one season out of the year where they were just everywhere it was disgusting but anywho i I like randomly called my mom and i was like did you like drop me behind the couch when i was a baby like what who who told you that (laughs) i was like what no hold on a second here did this actually happen (laughs) and then i called my dad and i was like oh wait like, did I actually get dropped out? Like, your mom told you that? I was like, what? No, you guys were never going to tell me? Like, straight out of this, they're divorced, so they didn't <laughs> talk to each other about I'm like, wait, this is an actual memory, and nobody told me you dropped me on my head as a baby? She was doing the, like, uh, leg over, leg over, like, the like you bounce on the horse. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but it's oh. just a year family thing. Oh, okay. Well, I... I <laughs> so, I do know how old I was, because... Uh, she it was, might just be a Swedish thing. 
So maybe our oh, Swedish, Swedish listeners. Thing. Well, no, no, the horse leg thing. The horse is that simple. Like the horse leg, horse leg. Da, 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 da. You, you like put somebody on your leg and then you bounce them up and down. Yeah, like, but no, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, 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 giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, up, up. You know, everybody does this. Yeah, but yours was different. It was leg over, leg over, get, do do do. Dog goes to Dover. I think those are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, she went up over her head and and she was uh, pregnant at the time and she couldn't bring me back. And her arms got weak, so I was just stuck behind the couch. And eventually her hand, like, my dad was getting up to go around to get me. And her hands, like, couldn't hold me anymore. She didn't, she said she didn't drop me far. But, yeah, I was legitimately dropped. So that explains so many so things. So many things. many things. I love you so much because of your drop. <laughs> so that brings me to my philosophical theory on the universe life and everything Ooh. 42 yeah i I, <laughs> I totally see the connection between box seller bugs 42 and everything yeah we're done that was the episode it's a great episode <laughs> all right so the sim theory and i mentioned it before briefly it is not entirely my theory i mean this is uh, solid science and all kinds of uh, smarter people than me have formed theories very similar to this. Mine is unique from theirs, and I've put a lot of time and effort into it. But the basic premise of the sim theory is uh, that we are living in a simulation. Okay, that's not that's not my theory. Lots of scientists have come to this conclusion that we may actually be living in a simulation. So what I've done and. It all came like crashing into my brain all at once. And I tried to form a rational thought. I recorded myself doing it. It is very difficult to follow if you're not inside my mind. So I've tried adding pictures to it and making it easier to follow. So welcome to being married to Brandon once again. Because <laughs> I've heard many hours of this theory and Every time I just end up in a fetal position. No, no. I, so I think I've simplified life. it to a point where it, like <laughs> without going into the craziness of it, it, it's easier to understand. So starting with the axiom that we are living inside a simulation, if there was if there is a simulation, there is something or some entity that created the simulation. Right. So what's unique about my theory, uh, a couple different things, but one of them is that. The, the Christian Bible is often like in the face of science. They're often like competing with each other and science is just saying, oh, the Bible's just not true and all that. And the Christians are out there saying, or the Christians, Jews and anybody else, uh, they're saying, nah, science is false. Like it, there's this discrepancy. Well, the discrepancy goes away with, and I'm just talking about like how long the universe has existed if you take into consideration, and this is much easier to explain if you've ever played the video game Sims. The Sims. and But not the family one, like the one where you build buildings. Oh. The not Sim, like Sim the City. Flugensnuggin. No, this is oh, part of it, too. Flugensnuggin is part of it. <laughs> um, but this part of it is the original, like, the, the Sim City game. Have you ever played that? Oh, yeah. I used to knock out my whole world with a typhoon. Oh, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because there were a couple <laughs> different ways to play. One of them, you just start from scratch. You pick a year. You start building stuff and you go from there, right? The other way to play is called, like, disaster mode or whatever. Oh, yeah. And this is where you start... With an already wrecked city. You know what I'm talking about? An already wrecked city? 
Right. So you start. So I played this a lot, but I don't remember it being wrecked. I just remember it being like a developed city. So maybe were, I was too young to grasp the concept that. No, there's both. You could start with a city that was already built, but you could also start with a city that was like had already a tornado came through and your job was to fix it financially, fix it, you know, fix all the buildings and make sure that you could solve the catastrophe problem. Anywho, if you guys remember that, the point is this, you're starting the game, let's say just for the sake of that you're starting in year 2010. At that point that you started, like all of the universe was created at that 2010 moment, January 1st, 2010, that world was created, but it was created with an entire history already built into it. So if you're following that, like essentially means like, even though it's 2010, there's all this evidence of 2008 when the tornado struck or 2009 when the tornado struck there's evidence even before that of when the buildings were built like if you were a sim inside that game walking you around have memories of all of these happening yeah you'd be like okay so the the whole thing was created last year like our whole universe was created last year we have evidence that like it was created last year but at the same time or not not evidence but like the the developer of the game told us that it was created last year yet it's obvious that there's more history beyond that, okay? So, <laughs> I thought this was, it is so simple in my mind and so hard to put. So, you're like the game was developed in 2010. The there's stuff no, that happened so before like, that. There is a preset history to something that started in the game in 2010. The game. Yeah. So, if you lived inside that game, you came to exist in your entire universe game came to exist in 2010, but you would know the history of the But yeah, it had like no, no no you, you wouldn't know the history. You, you, there would be evidence of the history. You'd be able to go back and look at the history. Like, there'd be things written down. There'd right. be buildings that were built, and obviously they had to be built at some point. They weren't. Right. Really, there was a tornado. Like, so you'd have all this evidence of history. So, anywho, that's not the most important part of this whole thing, but that's one of the things that separates. And, and I go much deeper than that. So, the, the Bible and scientific contradictions that exist are just a small portion of what I've done with this sim theory and the different things that I've, I've put into why I believe it's legit. So I'm going to give you some examples of like the scientific aspect of it, the evidence. And I think I mentioned this in a previous episode as well, but if you were a sim in that world and you were looking deeper into the things around you. Like, let's say you walk up to a tree and you knock on the tree and you're like, well, this tree is wood. Do a fruit is knocking wood. <laughs> wood. <laughs> and then you're like, this, you know, thing over here, this rock is made of, you know, rock. And it, it's that simple when you first are just kind of flugel flagging around. Flugel flagging around. <laughs> a tree's a tree, a rock's a rock. But if you start to ask questions like, well, what is a tree? What is it made of? So let's say you use the, the 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 game math, the algorithms that exist within that game world, and you you develop something like a magnifying glass in the game, right? <laughs> so your character, you live in the game, you only have access to the materials and everything that's presented to you. You're bound by the rule and the law and the physics of that game, but using those tools, you create a magnifying glass. You go up to the flugelflagen tree, <laughs> and you and you're and you're like looking close to it. And you're like, wait a minute, 
This is really, really bizarre. And I'm like super simplifying this right now. But if you were a Sim in like a 1990s version of Sims and you looked at it with a magnifying glass, you'd be like, wait a minute. You'd be like, hmm. You'd notice that like while it appears to be made of wood, when you look really close, you can actually see in between little circles of light that are different colors, right? So you're like, wait, there's more than meets the eye. This tree isn't really made of tree. It's made of these little balls of light and they each have varying colors. And then if I look in between the balls of light, there's, there's nothing. It's just empty. Right. So, and this is, this is hyper simplified. I, I can go much deeper than this. I'm just keeping this simple. I mean, we only have half an hour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just want to give you the, the cross comparison here. That, if you were a sim and you were, were questioning your world and trying to dig deeper and you looked into it, you would see something like that and you'd be like, that's not what I thought I was going to find, right? So, from the scientific world in our universe or our larger sim, if you will, we did that. We used the physics, the rules, the laws of this world that we live in, this universe that we live in, and we were able to develop some extraordinary tools like hyper magnifying glasses that use, you know, radio frequency and like all this crazy stuff, radio microscopes. We were able to look deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And what did we find? We found these little balls of energy. We call them atoms. And if we using other tools that we developed with this, you know, we break them apart. We find little things in there like quirks. And what's really interesting about this whole thing is that, Atoms are actually made up of more nothing than they are something. Which is crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> and <laughs> what's interesting about that, and again, this is the part that I may have referenced in a previous episode, but the closer you look, you come to realize that while we we perceive this world as a physical world, it's actually something else. When two objects touch each other You're, you take your two fingers and you push them together and i've had you guys do this before no matter how hard you push and you can actually see the skin indenting there's no contact being made at all it's all an illusion there's an energy pushing against an energy we don't fully understand what energy is by the way we have formed theories as to what energy is but there are forces in this universe that to this day we just do not understand gravity is one of them <laughs> and uh no matter how hard you push nothing actually touches and what's even crazier is even the uh, the atoms that make up you that make up your fingers that make up your skin and your, your blood cells and all this those atoms never actually come into contact with each other either I feel like I'm watching I Heart Huckabees all over again. <laughs> there you go to that again. Ah. It's it, So there, there's two different ways to look at this. There's like the philosophical side, which we had discussed before when I was talking about, you know, us technically, you know, potentially existing within the the mind of a creator. It could even be a an artificial intelligence computer that comes into uh, consciousness is given no tools, you know, cameras and all that jazz to observe this world or interact with this world at all. And it just dreamt its own world. It dreamt it. And we are the byproduct of that dream or another way to look at it. And either way is equally plausible. We legitimately are living AI bots inside 
a simulation. Which we are part of the simulation. It's nuts. Now, <laughs> which honestly, like sometimes when I'm doing stuff like around the house, you know, when you you're walking in a room and all of a sudden you forget what you did. I yes. instantly think of when I'm playing The Sims and I tell my person to do the wrong thing in the wrong order and I cancel everything and they're like, do do do. And they just stand there. I'm like, poop on the floor. <laughs> Guess I'll die here. <laughs> I'm so glad you just mentioned that. And you have no idea. It almost as though you planned that because that was the next thing that I was going to go into. So there's the like combining religion and science is one part of my sim theory. The other part is looking uh, into the science of it. And there's a lot more than just the atoms. I, I, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. But the other thing I like to do, and this is the part that is actually most fun for me. I, I've built the theory. I, I've built off of existing theories that have already done way more scientific research than I even know how to do. And then once I, so there's a sound theory to suggest we are living inside this sim. I'm combining it with my interest in the theological studies and, and, and looking into those contradictions. But another part of it is looking for evidence that a, if we were living in a simulation based on the video games that we have created over the decades, over the central well, decades, <laughs> we have created, yeah, take it easy. <laughs> we there, there's common flaws that exist from the earliest of, of simulation games, the earliest versions of The Sims, just for example, but at video games in general, there's flaws that exist within those games that still exist in the games we play today that are like a million times more advanced. I'm obviously exaggerating, but significantly more advanced. I mean, they are a lot more advanced. I guess but. depending on what metric you're measuring by, maybe they are more than millions. <laughs> you've got like your, your simple versions of Sims back in the day. You've got your more advanced versions of the Sims in today's video game world. You've got your 3D simulations, all that. Can you give me an example of, of a flaw that you run up against when you're playing a video game? Like the Oh, my favorite flaw in a video game <laughs> honestly is when a character is walking in place because they're just up against something okay yes so (laughs) i like that one yeah they're just like keep going and they're talking like nothing's happened like like they're just walking across the room but really they're like up against the bed and like dirt 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 so interestingly enough uh there's actually a ton of youtube videos that show that flaw existing in this world now the reason i'm not i wasn't personally going to go that one is, is we don't know if those videos are faked or some of them are but it's not it's not usually people it's animals but they've actually got videos of animals that seem to be broken ai characters the, <laughs> like the npcs if you will they're like just doing something that just does not make sense and it, it would actually equal that of a glitch in a video game. Yeah. So part of my theory with this whole SimWorld thing is that there are player controlled people. And when I say player controlled, I mean, look at it from a religious perspective, like a soul or look at it. Like there's literally some sort of alien entity. It could look like us. It could look nothing like us. Like if you've ever played a video game and you can play a character that looks nothing like you, your avatar, if you will, there could be a, entity of whatever kind it could be a spiritual entity it could be a physical entity that looks like an ant it doesn't matter there could be this whole world of entities that are playing us as characters and i i I believe there is a plethora of evidence that there are real playable characters in this world and that there are npcs in this world this might not have anything to do with your topic 
probably doesn't. You do that often, but I love you anyway. But <laughs> this would explain to me why there are like seven different of um, Katy Perry's, but they are all actors and no, actresses. That does and, like, fit. Like they're, they're <laughs> singers, they're celebrities, but they all look identical without makeup. Like you see them next to each other and you're like, you all are playing the same role, just doing different things, but you all look the same. All right. So I'm so <laughs> glad you mentioned that one. You did good with oh, following one of my random things. Right. I did good. So I'm going to, I'm going to point a word out here and I want to make sure I explain the word in case it's not one that's part of your normal lexicon, uh, not you, ever, anybody listening, that if you don't use the word axiom. So what axiom means is, let's say a a floating orb comes down from the sky and, and there's like hundreds of people that witness it. If you are a strong, spiritual, religious person, you're coming from the axiom that... Angels exist. God exists. So you're, you're going to be like, from oh, a place that you recognize certain things from that place. That did not help. Hold on. So uh, well, I think well, I know what you you're trying to say. You can't define axiom by using axiom in a sentence. Yes, I'm showing you. This is what you <laughs> okay. let me follow for here. Right. So the, the the ball comes from the sky. The religious people are going to be like, it's a sign from God. It's the Virgin Mary, you know, it's whatever, right? Like that's from there. But let's say you're a UFO person. You come from the axiom that UFOs are real. Aliens are real. You believe in Roswell crash, all this stuff. Like that's what you spend your time on. That's where your belief structure is. You're going to say it's an alien coming down from the sky, right? If you are from the axiom that there is no God, everything is viewpoint. So it's, it goes deeper than viewpoint, but yes, uh, your axiom is the the ground from which everything that you believe, that, that's like the foundation to where all of the evidence that exists in this world at, applies. At, at its most basic, it would be a viewpoint. Your viewpoint would be your axiom. It is your reality. It is where you look out and you believe your reality to stem from. If that makes it easier for you guys to understand or my description and, and the examples of it, whatever. Like that's my take at breaking it down. Sure. <laughs> so viewpoint can work. It's, you know, as simple as like, if you believe God exists and you see evidence that proves his existence to you, it is coming from the axiom, your belief that God exists. The reason axiom is so important is it's it, the reason it goes beyond viewpoint it makes it impossible for you to even see the way another person sees. In many cases, it's very difficult for people to hop from one axiom to another. So does that does that make sense? Very much so. All right. <laughs> so I wanted, to, I wanted to break that down. You mentioned the Katy Perry thing with a whole bunch of different Katy Perrys. Yes. This is why I brought up that whole axiom thing. If you're from the axiom that the, the conspiracyist theory, the conspiracy theory, that the government's cloning people and all that kind of stuff, you're going to jump on the fact that the government's cloning all these people. And that's the path they're going to take. And if you're of the axiom that we are living in a simulation based on your reference, like legitimately, that's the kind of stuff I see all day, every day. When I see stuff like that, I'm instantly like, that is more evidence that we are living in a simulation. And actually, that would kind of lead into your, oh, what was, what were we on with your topic? I want to say a few weeks ago when you were talking about how people were freezing, like mid-sentence. Yeah, oh, the, like you're that. talking about. I mean, like. The government thing, the. Uh, 
Wow, how could I not say that? I want to say Project Pegasus. No, no, not. you're there right there. It, it's, uh, it's not Project Pegasus. Well, like when all of those celebrities are having these moments where they just shut down, it's almost like a computer glitch where they're like, I don't know how to respond to... Com- it's like when you're playing a video game and <laughs> you ask them a question and they're like, well, howdy, partner great weather out today and you're like no i asked you where the store was and they're like howdy partner great (laughs) weather out today (laughs) that was beautiful you are following this exactly (laughs) and and yes that again is axiom because this is where i was saying like and i'm not saying nobody can most people can't jump from one axiom to another when researching mk ultra was what you're looking for mk ultra i'm sorry yes uh, Project Pegasus is actually under the umbrella uh, of MK Ultra, so I have a little correlation of. Wait, so my like my my go to belief structure is that we are in this simulation. So when I was doing that research and I was seeing all of those things, I had to bite my tongue when referencing MK Ultra is why those things were happening because really I think that's all evidence of my sim theory and I wasn't even going to mention that today legitimately that is exactly what I was thinking the entire time we were doing that research that is legitimately the byproduct of an NPC malfunctioning when their code just isn't working quite right uh, and what would an NPC be, my love? That's a non-playable character. I thought I said that earlier. Uh, um, I, I'm not sure. There's a playable if you character did. and the non-playable character. I'm not is. sure if you said it, but for anybody who isn't a big enough nerd as we are, right? I wanted to. Oh, I, I think I, I said it before. I said NPC, okay. but that's all right. Um, if I refresher in case you didn't hear it. All right. So there's other examples of evidence that we're living in a simulation that I, I want to point out. If the powers to be, the the NPCs of this world, if it is their job to make sure that we continue to believe that we're not a video game, the Truman Show, the people around him, their job was to make sure he never knew he was in the Truman Show, right? Right. So there's playable characters and non-playable characters in this world. Their their sole job would be to get us to believe things or believe that like our world is real, not question it. The reason I point that out is because when you play a video game and... You go to an area of that video game that you're not supposed to be or that is too far away for it to load. What happens? You run into a digital wall. Well, okay. So if you go too far, you can run into a digital wall. But if you're looking too far and the game hasn't loaded that part yet, you get glitches, right? There's like little holes. Big times. All kinds of stuff like that. So I can give you an example of something like that that happens in our world right now all the time when you're driving down the road on a hot day and you're looking way ahead in that video game i'm just gonna say it doesn't have to be a hot day or in general sunny day you look at the road and the road turns into the sky there's like those big puddles of what appear to be water but you see the actual reflection of the trees above the sky above in the road which is a non-reflective surface, right? It looks like a big puddle of water. It looks like a big puddle of water. And and you're seeing an actual reflection of the sky and of the trees and all that stuff, right? I, I want to like take a moment here and just follow my, my brain. We witness this all day, every day. It would be super easy to be like, that's a glitch. That's not supposed to happen. That's evidence that we live in a simulation. Now, the flip side of that is the science. In order to truly understand why that happens the refraction of light literally 
bending to a full arc and causing you to see because your eyes are carrying through the light. You're literally seeing up when you're looking down. The science behind that, while can be explained, and I'm not saying there's no people out there that can understand the true math behind that. But when, when when we're told how to solve the problem, we're taking into consideration a lot of really complex math that has already been figured out by people that are significantly more intelligent than any of us. Like, for example, speed of light. Now, I'm not saying science is all bullshit. I'm not saying any of that, but I'm just saying for the sake of this thought experiment, there are a handful of people that have existed on this planet that are truly able to comprehend the physics and math behind measuring the speed of light. Those equations are necessary in order to explain why something like a mirage exists. Now, I'm not saying it's not duplicatable, that we can't create a environment where we could create a mirage and see this happen. But how do we know we're not creating another glitch in that situation? I feel like this is very similar to the fact that at some point when you stare at something, Well, actually, a perfect example of this is we can see our nose. Yeah. But do any of us see our nose? Once you say that, I look at it. Uh (laughs) But there are many things that we can see, Mm -hmm. but we don't see because we don't. I I mean, it's almost like a glitch, like things that we we actually that are in the room and then we don't recognize are there only because our like technically our, you know, the explanation is that our brain just blacks it out because it's right. So I want you to continue down this thing. I'm saying like the people explaining why these things happen in general are not your average Joe's. Like I can explain it based on the science that I've been taught by somebody far smarter than me. I do not know how to figure out how they came up with those numbers. So my point is if there was only a small handful of NPCs that came up with those big equations. Hey guys, it's great weather today. <laughs> but far more intelligent <laughs> versions more of those intelligent, NPCs. But or even playable those. characters, but they're, they're inserted in here. Albert Einstein. We don't get a bunch of Albert Einsteins, right? I'm just tossing that out there. We've had a few. We have a one or two right now. A couple of young kids that are like just amazing geniuses. We had Stephen Hawking. If we lived in a simulation, those are the people that they would put in place to explain the game world that you're in. And that's those voices you keep going into where you're talking to the NPCs and they're like, oh, the quest is this way. They're doing that in a much more complex way. They're explaining our world so that we can understand it based on the rules that have been applied to this environment. You like, It's not like just anybody can figure that stuff out. And I, I challenge you if you can, I don't mean take Albert Einstein's equations and then just say, oh, M equals this like no i mean legitimately the come up with this and break it down right this the physics required to come up with that math to begin with to be able to determine the speed of light things like that and they were doing this way before the instruments we have today it's almost like almost like they just already knew this stuff and were explaining it to us so that we would understand the world we live in oh it's a really great weather day out there i'm giving you guys just fun little things like the mirages and stuff like that but the reality is stuff like this happens all the time for example so you guys have all heard the flat earthers and you know everybody just instantly makes fun of the flat. you guys are idiots blah 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 I will tell you right now, hands down, intellectually, I will put a flat earther 
a random flat earther up against round earther an average round earther i will put them in an intellectual battle of wits any day and i will bet on the flat earther most of the the guys that i've met are extraordinarily intelligent they are however wrong (laughs) the, the earth isn't flat but they are asking the right questions the reason they continue to believe that they're asking questions that are, are bringing up legitimate concerns with what we've been told. I'm going to give you another example. We've been told our entire lives that when a ship goes over the horizon, like it, it disappears because it's gone over the curvature of the earth, right? Of course. Pretty straightforward. Very simple. The earth is round. Water hugs to the earth so water is going to go down with the horizon and the ship's going to go out of sight most logical response i could think of you know what's wrong with that what it doesn't it actually doesn't go out of sight and they've done numerous tests the same ship that goes out of sight with your naked eye right put on binoculars you can still see it then when it goes out of sight from the binoculars Put up a Canon camera. The Canon camera, actually, they got this brand new camera that has a zoom that is so extraordinary. It can still see that ship that mathematically should be beyond the curvature of the Earth. So is this a laziness of our own eye? It is. That's why, the, yeah, it was just like generally like we all see the ship disappear at a different point because our eyes. Then the binoculars, it goes away. Okay. Now, but here's the thing. Both are true. The Earth is curved. And... According to science, it is below that curve. So we should not be able to see it, but we do. Once again, here come the Glitches. awesome scientists with oh. their extraordinary minds explaining why that happens. I can understand in simple terms what they're explaining because I, I, I can understand quantum physics when you put it into simple terms. But if anybody here wants to pretend like they can truly understand quantum physics, I'm going to go get you a book from the Barnes & Noble And I'm going to show you this book that is freaking 7,000 pages long. And it's all one equation. One equation. This thing is nuts. You can read that equation. I'll believe you that you can truly understand quantum physics. I understand the quantum physics built off the backs of the geniuses that truly understand quantum physics. Right? They explain in simple terms why, once again, due to the refractive nature of light and how it curves and bounces and blah 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 we're literally seeing a mirage of the ship essentially forever but there is a mathematical limit to how far we just haven't found it with the camera yet we can still see it it just keeps going it's amazing so is it is it the earth is flat i don't personally think so is it that the earth is round but it's a simulation and that's a glitch And they're just explaining away the glitch. It wasn't supposed to happen, but it did because we were never supposed to see that far. Welcome to why I go to the fetal position. (laughs) But it actually goes one step further. And this is just for this small part of the whole equation. The earth can be both round and flat simultaneously if it's a simulation. (laughs) Ultimately... The flat earthers could be asking all kinds of questions that are absolutely right. I'm not saying that the earth is flat, please. If you think the flat earthers are crazy, by the way, because they think the earth is flat, and I'm telling you that the earth legitimately, among everything that exists in the universe, could potentially not exist. We could all be 
mathematical code, computer code in a, a complex simulation. Just think about those two. Like, I, like they're saying the Earth is flat and they just get made fun of off the planet. I'm telling you that it doesn't matter if it's flat around because it's a simulation and it doesn't exist at all. It's an illusion. And, and I can prove that. Like, it is an illusion. I'm not even saying that I can prove that we live in a simulation because that's the beauty of it. You literally can't. All you can do is look for evidence based on what we understand of video games inside our world. If those flaws, and this is where I challenge you, I challenge you, the listener, the, the Samsonite, to look for these glitches throughout your day just for fun, just for the intellectual curiosity, a mind a thought experiment, if you will. I want you guys to look for these glitches because they come in all different shapes and sizes. It can be something as simple as a mirage that just so happens to replicate almost exactly a glitch in a video game that we know is a glitch. But some of the glitches, they can't be fixed because they happen as a byproduct of the complex programming like for something as simple as a mirage so rather than try to fix all the mirages that show up in our world randomly all the time they don't have to fix them all they have to do is give us an answer that we believe to be why they happen and we never question them again nobody questions the fact that you're driving down the road you're looking at solid concrete and all of a sudden you see a fluffy green tree floating in the middle of a puddle that doesn't exist because they told us it's supposed to happen. Refraction. So, yeah, I'm not actually crazy, by the way. <laughs> I was dropped on my head. This is all theory. I don't live in a bubble. I don't live in the basement with a tinfoil hat on my head. But I will tell you, I'll go tit for tat. And, and not and some of these examples, I'm just oversimplifying. But I will, I will have a, a legitimate conversation about any of these theories. And I will, I will hold my, I will be able to back them up with legitimate reasoning. I promise you that. Do I believe definitively that we live inside of some world? No, absolutely not. Do I believe that there's absolutely a chance we could? 100%. That's all I have. All right. Listen to us. <laughs> I mean, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all that no. jazz. <laughs> Listen, At to us, and Listen to us as well. Check uh, us out on... No, drop us a good rating review. Oh, you want to do that now? I see. All right, we'll do yours first. What? You just said listen to us. <laughs> the four majors of social media, according to Tosh.0. Twitter, Spirits, with an S oddity. Rate us. Rate Keep us, going. please. I know we are absent for two weeks. I'd say she's a 10. No, we... That's not a rating. You're a 10. Oh. What do you mean? That's a rating. How's that not a rating? You're a <laughs> no, 10. for our podcast. Yeah, no. um, if she's a 10 and I'm a zero, the combined we're a five. So give us a five. Not a zero. He's a it 10. It worked for the math. For... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> give us a five if you don't mind. If you like our show. If you don't, you know, you just don't have to listen. But if you really want to say something bad about us, you can. We will be sad, though. But... If you got some critiques, just send it to our Gmail. Minor critiques that you want us to fix, we'll take it into account. If you legitimately don't like the show, just don't listen. Yeah, well, yeah, just don't listen (laughs) if if you don't like us. But if there's like so much stuff, problem, just send it to our Gmail. And And if you do like the show, tell your friends. Yes, please. Tell your friends. Come check out Spirits, Oddities, and these guys are awesome. I hope. Um, That guy's a dork, but she's hot. Oh, whatever. (laughs) 
he has the most amazing beard. So ladies, if you like bearded men, he's a good one. They say I have a face for radio. <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> up. All right. So we covered Twitter. We covered uh, ratings. So what else? If is you are so inclined, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash spirits oddities and mysteries become a samsonite yes samsonites unite samsonites unite or do the you know support our ghost hunting because if you start now by next halloween holy cow we will be able to do some crazy stuff i know i get like if i have supporters you know how they tell you when you're like 20 you should start like saving for your retirement Whoever does that. No. If you start saving now. Guys, with <laughs> seriously, if you support ghost hunting, we can do like a five night stay somewhere where we can stay overnight. We will legitimately buy a ghost, pay him to haunt <laughs> us during the adventure. No, but we will go somewhere awesome and I think they scary. like Scooby Snacks. And um, like we have done in the past, we'll probably team up with some someone who has awesome equipment and we will have legitimate readings to give to you guys and that's what i want you to support i know brandon wants you to support his dark web mystery box if you guys have not watched one of these videos yet please do they are extraordinarily bizarre i just watched another one last night or the night before holy cow these two guys got like two boxes that were months and months and months apart and they believe they might actually be connected. And they legitimately had to turn all this stuff over to the police. And it was very, very scary, the stuff that came in that box. So much so that I want to get one. Yeah. Well, you know what? So much so, I really want you to support me in my ghost hunting endeavors. Dark web mystery box. That's all and- I got to say. <laughs> it, I mean, like, it's just, when you guys legitimately, you see us open this thing and, and you get to see us. So here's you the difference. You want to see no. me pee my pants while I'm walking through a ghost hunted house? Cool. Here's the difference between the way we want- open this and all the other people on the internet. What we're going to do is stream this live, okay? Two ways. We're going to stream it live via podcast and we're going to stream it live via YouTube. So you guys will actually be able to help us as we're forming theories. So if we miss something, instead of having to scream at your TV or your computer, I was just after the fact, say this: when I have watched these unboxings of the mystery boxes with you, as it's happening, you're like, "Why are you missing that?" Yes. Oh, clearly that's a clue, and they're just throwing it away, and you want to punch them in the balls or something. They're usually, uh, these were guys, so I'll punch them in the ball. I don't know. I, point the is, they're idiots. Throat. They're missing Everybody's it. Everybody's got a throat. Hey, they do have a throat. That's a, you could kill somebody if someone punched them in the throat. A ball shot, like it sucks. Trust me. But you get all over right, it. all right, all right. Taint. I want to punch them in the taint. Okay. Just below the balls. The taint. But, uh, point is, you guys are gonna have fun. I guarantee you that. We will have video. We will have audio. We will rubber have rubber gloves. Pictures. Uh. M- it's gonna be a blast. A lot of protective gear on me at least she's gonna have fun she doesn't know it yet but she's gonna have a blast i have a blast no matter what i'm doing so i'm sure i will but i would rather go ghost hunting than bring a creepy box into my house (laughs) all right we're gonna get it somewhere else and then bring it here but like us love us share us follow us do everything you can if you like us we love you guys and thank you so much Bye.
Ow!